1: our sponsor, WeAudition.com, is a total full service platform for actors where you can find a reader, you can put yourself on tape, you can get an acting coach. It's also really cheap. You sign up for like $10 a month. However, the good news is anybody who listens to our podcast gets a 25% discount by plugging in the code Acting Class. Anyway, I suggest that you try
0: it out because it's terrific. Welcome to I Don't Need an Acting Class with Milton Justice.
1: Stanislavski stopped blocking plays because they rehearsed them. And his feeling was all stage movement should come out of what's going on in the scene, and it makes sense. The more you rehearse it, the deeper you get into the scene. And so therefore the movement would change. And I think it's important. I, I hate to say this, but I feel a little bit like you can run it. Teo couldn't. I, I have to say, Teo was cast in a play three days after we arrived in New York. And the director was adamant about blocking, Adamant about it. But that's just weird, you know. I, I, that, that, to me, is really weird. I haven't heard that too much. For the most part, I feel like a lot of it just you know, they're smart enough so that, that what goes on on stage comes out of what's happening between characters. You may feel like fiddling around with props in a scene when you first start rehearsals. But then as you get to more depth, you realize, oh, my God, you can't talk about the dream I had last night where you died and I told somebody that you'd never told me you loved me. I can't butter toast in a scene like that. But when I started rehearsals, it took place in the kitchen. And so I'd gone around the kitchen and found out how to live in the kitchen. So it's like I started there. It's just the more that I understood about the scene, it became more compact. I don't know why the director was so mad. I'm like, but we're doing it every day for like five days a week. We're going to find new shit. Having an, an idea of what it should look like, and that's why they're so adamant about what they see, but they have no idea what it feels like to be on stage and not wanting to look like you don't know what you're doing. I Quite honestly, I know very, very few directors that are that conceptual. I mean, on occasion. I mean, my friend Garland was that way. He was was the artistic director of the Guthrie. He, He was like a painter. At his memorial service, my friend John Arnone did all of his sets, and John had all these slides. And at his memorial service, my God, the productions—they were stunning. But they were—he did huge concept productions. They were like paintings. Uh, his Shakespeare was like paintings, but I mean, you know, that's different. You know, for the most part, you want people to grow. But also I I you know I know there's a lot of bad actor training. I'm not sure what director training looks like. I learned how to direct because I was assistant to some really good people. But I will say this. Television directors know absolutely nothing about acting. Film directors know absolutely nothing about acting. They barely know about scripts. Uh, I, I mean, I don't understand it. I've never understood it. It's just because the people I worked with were always a part of the development process. It, the director, I mean, I worked with Lee Grant on seven films. And so, I mean, she was intimately involved with the writer. I mean, we had countless meetings with the writer. And same thing when we when we did uh, Losing Chase. I was very lucky when we started the rewrite. Helen Mirren was doing a play in New York. And so I just said, let's put together a reading. Fly the, the writer to New York. We'll put her together a reading. And we did a reading before she started the rewrite. And then all of us talked about it. And then the writer went away and did the rewrite. And as always with films, and then six months later, <laughs> we started pre production. But, I mean, you know, that just, that doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. So it doesn't surprise me that an actor would walk in and show the director what they're looking for. It's seriously, I, I can't say enough how significant this is because it also is the truth of casting. The truth of casting is that We want the part to walk in the door because we kind of know what we're looking for, but we want you to show us what we're looking for. I mean, I think Wesley's done, I think I looked at your IMDB because after seeing that you were on Blue Bloods, I couldn't believe you'd ever work again, but you've done like 36 projects. And so it it gives you a confidence, you know, it, it really does. You have to have that confidence. You have to have the confidence that you know what you're doing. And you do have to know what you're doing. You have to make choices. I, I mean, Wesley's developed the ability lately to translate into actable terms what somebody tells him as a director. He could always sort of do it, but now he's just actively doing it. You, you both have to know what you're doing and be confident about it. I mean, I guess that's really the issue. The technique is there to give you confidence. If you know how to build the place and live in it, you're confident. If you know how to build a character past, you're confident. If you know how to make a character choice and know how they function in the place, you're confident. It's not something you can just do. It's because you work at it, then you're confident. And, man, you can tell. I can tell in auditions. I've always been able to tell in auditions. And now you're really exposed because every audition's on tape. So the trick is probably what I learned when I was in therapy. Act as if, and then you become. So, uh, It had to do with dating issues. I said, I'm just not sexy. And my therapist said, act as if, and then you become. Never worked, but I understood the concept.
0: (laughs) I don't know. I feel like one of the things that I've learned here that's really valuable is that, you know, it's finding that choice that you love so much that you can't wait to do it, like you talked about. And then that gives you confidence. So not only do you know what you're doing because you've made good choices, but you feel confident because you're excited about it. So it's like your whole perspective about the job changes and getting there and getting on set, and being in the place. And, you know, so it's not just like you can, oh, I'm just going to act as if even though I didn't make a choice and, you know, you can't shine it on if you don't. Really
1: know what you do? No, it's it's like actors want to know how do you know if you're making the right choice? It's when you think it's right. Now you're going to be wrong, of course, but if you've educated yourself, I mean, look, we all make bad choices. Lee Grant told me that she did a national tour. Uh, I wish I had remembered the name of it. It, it. it ended up being in the movie with Frank Sinatra. It had the song High Hopes. But she said, we left on tour with a drama and we came back into New York with a comedy. It's like we didn't get what the play was. <laughs> so, but it's, so there are things you're going to find along the way. There are things that are going to hit you that you're, that you're going to say, I think it's a good choice because it lands with you. Uh, I mean, Walker's absolutely right. It is not a good choice when you say, well, all right, I'll take that one. It's not a good choice. It's not a good choice when you take something just to take something. I mean, it is dug after Razbor, the Russian word that we love. You dig deep. Down and you find it and you go, ah, that's it. Oh, my God, that's it. I love that choice. And because you love that choice, you know, then you have the confidence to play it. Because it's not blind instinct. It's educated. But I think, you know, that's, that's why you keep digging and that's why it becomes so difficult it's because it's ah it's not right it's not ah it's not right it's not right it's not right ah i keep doing it. i keep doing it. i keep doing it. and then all of a sudden it hits you and you go that's it
0: I Don't Need an Acting Class is created and hosted by Milton Justice. Senior producer is me, Walker Vreeland, and director of online media is Evan Sollers. Music provided by Jeffrey Kieser Trio, May This Be Love, from their album, On My Way To You. Uh, if you have a question for Milton, please feel free to send your email to Milton at gmail.com. That's Milton at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at I Don't Need an Acting Class. And please subscribe, rate, and review. It's all we ask. It's all we ask. We don't do Patreon, we're not begging you for money. All we ask is that if you like the podcast, if you're getting stuff out of it, you subscribe and you rate and you review it. I can't tell you how much that would mean to us. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you back here next week.